0: Welcome to episode 17 of the DC Drop, where we talk all the news this week from DC movies, TV, and comics. I'm Tom. And I'm Zach. We just got a new Aquaman poster that has been released, and James Wan shared it on Twitter and said that something is coming tomorrow, perhaps a trailer. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday instead of Friday, so we don't have that yet. But what would you think of this new poster, Zach?
1: Uh, it's simple. It grabs your attention. It's pretty great. It looks really cool. The Trident, the the armor, the little bit of the, the arm sleeve that you can see from the costume. Um, I don't know. It's it's pretty great. And again, like much of the things that have been teased about this film, it looks like most of the action is underneath the water, but we just haven't seen it yet. So I like that too. And the the small little things. I really like the logo and how it's right in the middle over the A in Aquaman. It's And it looks like an A. It's, it looks nice.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't have anything more eloquent to add to that other than it looks nice it looks pretty it looks unique uh you don't see a lot of posters like this i'm sure there are plenty but none, none that i know of and I, I think it looks really cool and it, it's you know it kind of captures your imagination as this seafaring fantasy adventure that it looks like this film is going to be so it's a cool poster it says the tide is coming um i just think it looks good and i'm, I'm looking forward to seeing more footage from this definitely
1: uh, next up, Rosie Perez has been cast as Renee Montoya in Birds of Prey, according to the ramp. So she is actually, she's been nominated for an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress for Fearless. Um, and she's also known for White Men Can't Jump
0: and In Living Color. Yeah, a really, really exciting casting edition for Birds of Prey. And things are starting to get together. A really talented actress for Renee Montoya. I don't know how exactly Renee Montoya is going to fit in, if she is going to be working closely with the Birds of Prey or if she is going to be you know separately with the gcpd tracking down black mask or or whatever goes going on i don't know how it's all going to fit together but this is really cool casting and and this film starting to come together yeah really cool casting a lot a lot of good talent uh already involved in this film yeah uh so there's a couple anniversaries coming up for some some older dc films and fathom events has announced that they will have special screenings for them if you don't know fathom events they do they do this kind of thing, more smaller scale releases and re-releases of bigger things. So Superman for its 40th anniversary and Batman Mask of the Phantasm for its 25th anniversary, they will have special screenings. It will be November 12th for Mask of the Phantasm and November 25th and 27th for Superman. Mask of the Phantasm will have a, another cartoon short with it. And the Superman one is going to have a the 10 minute mechanical monsters from the Max Fleischer Superman shorts, theatrical shorts that were done back in nineteen forty one, uh play before the the original that then that's going to play before the original movie uh plays in theaters for fathom events. So pretty exciting news if you want to see these on the big screen
1: yeah and these are these are cool like if you're like us and you like this stuff but you were born at a time when you didn't have the opportunity to see these in theaters these are this is a really great opportunity every everything that i've gone to for a phantom event i've really enjoyed so or sorry a fathom event i got mixed up with mask of the phantasm um but yeah i don't know what makes me feel older older that that movie is 25 years old or that superman is 40 years old both of those make me feel old
0: yeah um so, yeah, Superman is a movie I've always wanted to see on the big screen and have not. So this will be my first real chance to see it on the big screen. I'm pretty excited about that, um, seeing Christopher Reeve and, and Margot Kidder and everyone else up there on, on the big screen. That's Yeah, that's I've got it. I've owned it several times, and I'm going to be getting it on 4K before this, but I don't care. I still want to see it on the big screen to experience that once, and hopefully it's with a you've got a decent sized audience to go with it and then it's really cool to see it with fans and and things like that so it's definitely cool if you are you know if you have a one of these available nearby you check fathomevents.com
1: yeah moving on to tv news Emmett J. Scanlon has been cast as Lobo for season two of Krypton according to the Hollywood Reporter Uh, you might know him he played Jim Corgan in two episodes of Constantine um, and according to them it's going to be a recurring role and expected to be the main villain of the season I, I remember when they announced that. Lobo was going to be in the next season of Krypton and I was a little unsure. I'm still not 100% sold on it. Um but they are moving forward with it and it I'm sure they'll do something cool. If it's anything like the first season of Krypton, I'm sure they'll do something pretty cool with it.
0: Yeah, I'm curious how Lobo what they do with Lobo. I think he Brainiac looked fantastic. Lobo's more of an actiony role, so I don't know how that will work, but I'm excited to see Lobo. They say he will be the main villain, but I almost wonder Lobo might be the best bet for krypton against a early days of doomsday unleashed uh, to stop him so i don't know how that's all going to play out um and i wonder how i like this actor he was good in constantine and the little i saw of him so i want to see i wanted to see more of him as jim corrigan eventually going into the specter there but as lobo he's a tricky character to call to pull off because he's in loose terms he's kind of a drunk cosmic deathstroke if you want to look at him like that so he can be very unlikable or very likable depending on how he's written and things like that so i'm curious to see how they pull him off and i'm just looking forward to krypton this year we also have some dc universe news a lot of this from new york comic-con uh dc universe did renew titans already for season two ahead of its season one debut executive producer jeff john said that they already mapped out the season including when new characters will be introduced and all that things and he also said season one will be less of a conventional procedural show and more of a 12 hour movie. So not necessarily villain of the week and things like that but they also but it sounds like they have plans going forward because Akiva Goldsman also told comicbook.com that they before they even filmed anything they had a loose plan for the first three seasons so I'm glad they have plans for long-form storytelling because that's really what I prefer and what's so unique about tv
1: yeah and that's I don't think an executive producer could say something more perfect about a TV show than other than to say it's more like a 12-hour movie. That gets me really, really excited about the storytelling possibilities that they have um, instead of villain of the week sort of storytelling. And the I'm excited. I've, I've been up and down on Titans, but I'm excited that they're this optimistic about it and that they have this much faith that it's going to be that good. So, um, yeah, everything everything we've seen so far has gotten me more and more slightly more pumped about Titans.
0: Yeah, it's a big commitment, especially when no footage has been <laughs> seen by the general public yet for this to, to renew it. And they haven't made, I mean, they've started to make money for off of DC Universe. And as we'll see here, they've Netflix is going to distribute the shows internationally, starting with Titans, excluding the US and China. So I don't know if this puts the kibosh on DC Universe going international or if they're just doing Netflix for now so they can get them out there sooner. They don't give a release date, but it sounds like that. I would assume it would be same day or similar to when it's out on DC Universe. But this is really good. And it allows DC Universe to get some money back already for Titans and presumably other shows before um, they can make DC Universe International. Yeah, definitely. And YouTube or Netflix, a new Netflix trailer also came out for Titans. What did you think of that?
1: This is the best trailer I've seen so far of Titans. This is the one that has gotten me... The most excited and is really what I was looking for, which I think the the tone has kind of been all over the place um, for some of the other trailers and this this had a really consistent tone and we got to see all the characters. So um, more than any other clip or scene we've seen from Titans, this one has has gotten me the most pumped.
0: I agree. There's been a lot more new footage lately, and I, I think it looks better and better each time I see it. So I my anticipation has increased, I would say, with with the more footage we get and. So, I'm definitely getting excited as we get towards next week, a, the debut of this show. On to Doom Patrol. Matt Bomer, who has been in Magic Mike, The Nice Guys. He voiced Superman in the Superman Unbound animated movie. He has been cast as Negative Man. He will be providing the voice and also appear as Larry Trainer in flashbacks. So, similar to the Brendan Fraser robot man thing. And Matthew Zuck will portray the character in costume on the show.
1: Yeah, this is, this is pretty cool. Again, just rounding out the cast of Doom Patrol another show that I'm I'm very excited about and that they have shown a pretty big commitment to again before anybody has really seen anything so uh I I'm probably more excited about Doom Patrol right now having seen less than I've seen uh, about Titans
0: Yeah I really like Matt Bomer and this is a really cool cast I really like everyone in the cast of Doom Patrol that they put together so far so uh it's a it's a veteran cast not I mean that's not a bunch of old people but it it, it is um, some more experienced actors and that makes sense with the Doom Patrol being some older heroes and I think this is really cool to get some big names even if a couple of them are just voices that, for the most part. Um, I think that's that's pretty cool to see. Yeah, me too.
1: Alright, next up Jennifer Beals from the L Word has been cast as Sheriff Lucila Cable and Swamp Thing for DC Universe. This is going to be a recurring role Um, and they also had a character description that says tough as nails and pragmatic cable's fierce devotion to her son matt is rivaled only by her sworn duty to serve and protect the town of marius as the community she has dedicated her life to defending is beset by strange forces she must double down in her efforts to safeguard everyone she holds dear
0: yeah swamp thing is starting to come together i'm matt cable is a big character in swamp thing lore and so this is matt's mother and so i wonder how that all is going to fit in but i just i just think it's cool that we have a sheriff cast because when's the last dc tv show that had a regular sheriff um, probably sheriff adams the awesome sheriff adams on smallville there's been i think there'd been one or two other sheriffs pop up since then but it just shows you it's going to be it's going to be a swamp it's going to be a small town feel to it and a different different look of things from from a dc tv perspective so pretty cool
1: yeah and again um, if you've seen stranger things this makes me feel very strongly about like a strong connection to stranger things. And if they're intentionally or unintentionally going for that, um, I think the addition, obviously they're going to include this character, but just the the description of this character makes me think of stranger things. Next up, the voice cast has been announced for Harley Quinn animated series. So Kaylee Cuoco from the big bang theory is going to executive produce and voice the role of Harley Quinn. And Margot Robbie was Robbie was asked to, but was unavailable. I think she's probably busy with the 15 Harley projects she's already involved in. Uh, Other cast includes Lake Bell, Alan Tudyk, Ron Funches, J.B. Smoove, Jason Alexander, Wanda Sykes, Giancarlo Esposito, Natalie Morales, Jim Rash, Diedrich Bader, Tony Hale, and Chris Nolan.
0: Yeah, um, this is a really, really good cast here. A lot of them have been in in DC, voice some DC stuff before, and then some other stuff. Uh, Alan Tudyk and Ron Funches were both in Powerless, which is behind a creative team from Powerless, Jason Alexander from Seinfeld, Wanda Sykes, Giancarlo Esposito from Breaking Bad, uh, these are some big names, and it looks like Diedrich Bader is going to be, from Batman the Brave and the Bold, is going to be returning as Batman in the series from the, the first look at the Harley Quinn animated series that was released at Comic-Con. Uh, what do you think of this little, it's a one-minute thing, I don't think it's going to be a part of the show, um, but it gives you a little look and feel of what the show's going to be like. What do you think of that, Zach?
1: I get what they were going for. I <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't terrible. I don't know if it landed quite as strongly as they were hoping for. I'm sure it did for some people. I'm still interested in this and I think it's going to be funny. I think they were, they maybe turned the knob just a hair too far of trying to be like in your face funny. But, um, just from this hint, the fact that they're maybe going to be doing some like in jokes, maybe breaking a little bit of the fourth wall and making poking fun at DC and comic book hero stuff in general, that gets me pretty excited.
0: Yeah. There's gonna be a ton of opportunity for comedy in here and an animated adult series. Isn't really something I need? Uh, There's not much TV, I guess, that I would need, but they're going with the Harley Quinn version who is more sometimes in comics who's more of the fourth wall breaking wisecracking Harley as opposed to the more traditional early Batman the Animated Series type Harley, Um, which is fine. I think that that can be a really fun thing to do and really enjoyable and hopefully it doesn't wear thin over the course of the series. But from what I've seen, I like I like the looks of things. This was a fun little clip. I liked Harley in it. I liked Ivy in it, especially Uh, that was fun. Uh, poking fun at DC, poking fun at Deadpool, poking fun of of all kinds of things. And I think there's going to be a ton of opportunities for that. This this could be something like an adult adult villainous version of Batman: The Brave and the Bold, where we see a bunch of villains, uh, especially with the Arkham setting for part of it at least. Lots of villains in the Gotham universe, and uh, just have a lot of fun with it. So that's all. That's kind of all I want from it. I, I don't. This might not be the greatest thing ever, but it looks good and. It should be fun. You know, if it it makes me laugh for 25, 30 minutes, I think it'll do its job.
1: Yeah, and Animated is great for that, for seeing characters you're probably not going to see in live action Uh, and seeing huge groups of characters together. Uh, So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. And again, DC Universe has uh, what seems to be a pretty strong lineup of original content. And
0: now we're joined by Travis to talk the fall 2018 DC TV preview, the shows that we're looking forward to, actually all the shows, whether we're looking forward to them or not. Uh, but we're looking forward to all of them. So we're not going to talk about the spring 2019 stuff. So Gotham and I, Zombie are going to have their fifth and final seasons in the spring. Krypton, Young Justice, Outsiders will come back then. 2019, there's other stuff. Doom Patrol, Swamp Thing, Girl, Pennyworth, Watchmen, Harley Quinn. Those are all supposed to debut in 2019. But we're not going to talk about them today. We're going to talk with Travis about this fall season of DC TV and what we're looking forward to. Say hi, Travis. Hi, guys. Thanks for coming on. And uh, I guess let's go right in with order of release date the first show to return will be the flash season five on tuesday october 9th previously on this at the end of last season DeVoe Devo was defeated ralph returned and nora revealed herself as barry and iris's future daughter so that's kind of where we left things what are you looking forward to this season travis
2: um i'm looking forward to the flash getting back on its footing because from the recaps last season that we did, I wasn't a really big fan of the way Flash, The Flash went in season four. So I'm hoping that they're going to get back to more stuff about the timeline being changed. I'm very interested to see why Nora came back. I don't think she came back to help them with DeVoe. I think it's a further, like a greater problem. I'm thinking it has something to do with the newspaper article in From the Future, where Barry vanishes. I want to, I want to think that she comes back from then to make sure that he doesn't disappear but who knows and i'm very interested in chris klein's performance as the villain C- uh, cicada i'm gonna say you might correct me on that,
1: that and sounds good.
2: i'm just wondering if he's gonna take uh, i have just a weird feeling he's gonna take a metahuman from barry's team like like take their lives so i'm just really okay. that and caitlin's killer frost I want to know if she got her powers from her father or from an experiment
1: that her father did. Yeah, that's something we didn't even touch on on the previously on because I think that was the part that I just want to be done is the Killer Frost-Caitlin part. Like, go one way or the other and just kind of have it settled. So I hope that that happens in the season. And yeah, I kind of I kind of agree. I, this past season of The Flash wasn't my favorite. It was kind of uneven. There was some really good stuff, but there was also just, I don't know, some stuff I didn't really like. And at the end, I just ended up not caring all that much about the thinker devoe storyline and and then i got really excited when nora showed up so i i'm cautiously optimistic that this season's going to be pretty good Um, i hope that there is a lot of nora and a lot like you said getting back to kind of dealing with those aspects of the flash character the the timeline the stuff from the future uh maybe the the newspaper that we've seen that headline that we've seen for forever we we finally get some more movement on that but um yeah like i said I, i'm pretty optimistic i i did like the flash. i still like the flash i liked the show
0: it just wasn't the greatest season ever i'm definitely looking forward to nora everything about that how she fits in why she's there how that plays in um we can guess lots of reasons but i'm just excited i thought she brought a good energy to the show and i want to see more of her uh a young speedster with with powers and whatever she's there it looks like she's going to be around for a while uh we won't get into spoilers too much but it looks like uh barry's going to ask about you know the future what happens and and so i think we will get some sort of mention to that 2024 crisis whether nora comes right out and say it says it or just kind of hints to it or maybe we even see a glimpse of it um through some time jump shenanigans or a flash forward or something like that i think that would be pretty cool to see because that's been this big mystery that hasn't been touched on too much. Uh, we, we've had just hints of it every day. So I'm I'm really excited about that. And I'm also really looking forward to the 100th episode. Um, not a lot of DC TV has gotten to 100 episodes yet. Obviously, there's a bunch of shows we hope get to. But I mean, there's only been a few. I mean, Batman 66 did. Um, Smallville had the big 100th episode, Reckoning, when uh, someone very important died arrows hundredth episode was awesome part of the invasion crossover and so i'm i'm wondering what the flash is going to do i hope they pull out all the stops and do something really cool with it uh and and i'm glad that it gets to do it a week before the crossover so it has a full episode to just be flash stuff and flash goodness so i I think a lot to look forward to this season on the flash and and of course starting with nora
2: yeah i agree with all that especially I'm just wondering. I assume Nora's already changed the timeline where she's come back like where she's come back and intervene. So we could have a whole different thing. But I would also like Iris I've heard that Iris is gonna get back to reporting, which I hope she does. That and one question that I really have that I posed to you guys, do you have any idea what they're gonna do with Sisko's character going forward since his relationship with Gypsy is in it? I don't have any idea. They didn't lay any seeds of really what he's gonna do going forward. So, like, I have a lot of questions about Cisco.
1: Yeah, I mean, I have, I have questions about Cisco too, and they've sort of hinted at him maybe leaving. I really hope that that doesn't, that doesn't happen. Um, yeah, it's, it has been crowded for a while, and it's getting a little more crowded with actual people with powers in Star Labs, and you know, how do you, how do you dole out time to all of these characters, especially with Ralph, and I, I really liked Ralph in this past season, and how are they going to use him going forward as well? Um, so. I guess in a roundabout way, I don't know, but I hope we get more Cisco because I like him All a lot. All right. Well, on to Black Lightning the same
0: night. The Flash Returns, Black Lightning will as well will as well with season two on October 9th. Uh, previously, we had Tobias rising to even more so to power, and we get Black Lightning and Thunder as sort of a duo at the end of the season working together, and there's this green light, everything going on with that. Uh, what are you looking forward to on Black Lightning, Travis?
2: Tobias, Tobias, Tobias. <laughs> I want to know what he's going to do with the green light. I think that's what he got anyway. I had to make green light at the end there. And I'm so curious what, like, is he going to take over kingpin style? Like, the entire city, like, kneel to him? Is he finally going to t- like, have take out Black Lightning and the two kids, Thunder and Lightning, I think their names are? And those, I want to see if they're going to take over for Jefferson and where Jefferson lost his power for a while at the end, the finale, and his daughter had to charge him up. I'm wondering if that's going to come back as a problem. He's going to need her to charge her over and over and eventually maybe have to retire.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. The, Black Lightning is harder to, for me, is harder to predict what things happen just because so far, I think they've done a really good job of not following um some of the some of the same tropes and kind of like common storylines that we've seen in some of these other shows. And so I think I'm still I'm on the same page as you, Travis. So I want to know what what it, Tobias's story is, because he is probably one of the scarier, if not the scariest villains on any of the shows right now or this past season. And so I want to know about his powers and and what he's going to do. And then yeah, the the whole family dynamic of Black Lightning especially with the children figuring out about their powers, that's that's something I really want to see developed more in the next season as well.
0: I agree with pretty much everything there. Black Lightning was fantastic in the first season and I really just want more of it, more of more of everything, more of everything that was going on there and Tobias continuing to grow in power, take a stronger hold in Freeland. Will be something really nice to see. Uh, more, I don't, I don't, I don't think we're going to see Black Lightning full on replaced because the show's still called Black Lightning. But definitely more of a a team up with Anissa embracing her powers, and Jennifer did not embrace them at first. So I wonder if that's going to change around if she is going to be willing to to take on the role of Lightning sooner rather than later, or if they they continue to play the slow burn with that. Either way, I'm fine. But I think it will be cool the first time we get to see the three of them really in action together. And so, I, I mean, Black Lightning—I feel like I have the least amount to say about Black Lightning always because I just really enjoy it and want to. Uh, I just, I just want more of it.
2: Yeah, I think we'll all agree about that. I'm also curious about his two henchman villains, uh, Tobias's. I want to see if we're going to see more of Painkiller, and maybe he will butt heads with Jennifer because she'll see something in him where she was, she used to go out date him. So that'll be another thing that I'm really curious about. Black Lightning's been amazing and I think the writers of Supergirl, especially the latter half, take notice at how Black Lightning tackled social issues and political issues and didn't jam it down our throats about it sometimes. They were very they they were amazing at how they tackled everything. And I'm just looking forward to more of that next season.
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Well, a new show, Titans on DC Universe, will premiere Friday, October 12th. It's coming in soon. A new team of not the Teen Titans, but the Titans, Robin, Starfire, Beast Boy, and Raven, looks like will be the original four members there. What are you looking forward to on this, Travis?
2: What am I not looking forward to? <laughs> this, is, uh, this is my most anticipated show of the fall. I can't wait to see this. I'm very happy that I'm going to get to see this. Thank you, Netflix, like international. Big shout out there. Uh, I just want to see Robin. That's who I'm most interested in. How his breakup with Batman, how he feels about it, how, what led him that way, and his fighting. I want to see like from what we've seen, the fighting is on point. Where where I want to see it, Robin should be breaking, dislocating limbs, breaking limbs, busting jaws, like incapacitating people, just like Batman. He's that good. I just can't wait, and I'm curious to see if they'll hint about laying any groundwork for new characters for the second season, or even villains. I would love to see Deathstroke in there, but I know that where he's being used in movies, or that that his role's question mark, so I don't think they'll have him in the show. So I don't know what they're going to do with Raven's father, if he'll be part mortal, part demon, or full demon, and have a herald as a human being. That does his work for him uh, I have question marks about that but I'm super jazzed about this
1: yeah I I'm getting more excited about this show I I've been a bit apprehensive especially because of just kind of the mixed tones I've seen from all the different trailers but the the Netflix trailer in particular kind of has gotten me more excited than the other ones especially because we get to see a little bit of everybody and it had a pretty consistent tone across it and I liked the tone so Um, Like you, though, I'm really looking forward to how they handle these characters because, you know, these are characters that you know and love from Teen Titans and this is a whole new version. Um, And then I'm really looking forward to seeing Doom Patrol in episode five, um, seeing them introduced. But that'll be in a while.
0: Yeah, I I'm also looking forward to this. There was I didn't love the first trailer, but everything since then has increased my anticipation for this show. And I I like what I've seen lately more and more. And so I'm really looking forward to it because I do like all these characters. Uh, obviously the Titans we know we're getting Hawk and Dove, the Doom Patrol, and maybe some other Titans down the line so that's really cool and I'm looking forward to all that. Obviously I like Robin but I'm really looking forward to Starfire such a an awesome character uh, in the DC Universe, very powerful uh, very cosmic in ties I wonder how they, they fit all that in together and I just want to see Starfire in action and I'm curious how long they take until the team forms because the show's already been renewed for season 2 I think they they can take their time. Obviously, they didn't know that when they wrote the first season, but they can take their time building the team together as long as it, it still tells a good story. I would be looking forward to that. So, uh, and, and they can establish everyone on their own. So I'm fine if they take a few episodes until they, the team forms together, but you could also do it the other way and start them together right away and then maybe tell backstory more later. So definitely a lot to look forward to on Titans to see a lot of characters, many of them for the first time in live action or or definitely the biggest spotlight many of them have ever gotten.
2: Oh, I agree. We haven't seen many of these characters in live action. I'm also curious you guys' thoughts. Do you want... I haven't seen any promo images or video of Starfire flying. That was one of the things... That's very noticeable to me in comics, like the way she flies. It really stands out off the page. Same thing with the animated uh, show she's been on. I'm wondering, are they going to do that, or are they going to try to keep it a little more grounded and not have her use that kind of ability. I I really hope we see her fly, but I haven't seen anything to make me think that we're going to so far.
1: Yeah, and that you know, that could come down to timing and effects and and budget and all that sort of stuff. We I guess we the other thing kind of in a similar vein I was curious about Beast Boy and how many different forms we're going to see and what the effects are going to look like and all we've really seen is him briefly turn it like a few seconds of a cgi tiger that looks pretty decent so um even if she doesn't fly though the what i've seen so far with her actual like using her other powers looks pretty good already so i wouldn't be too disappointed if we didn't see that with what we know from this creative team i don't think they're going to shy away
0: from any of the comic book stuff on a creative level now like you mentioned Zach, they might be limited budget wise with how much of that they can show um and that's that's one 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 thing to to maybe be concerned about and, until we see everything what all they can do budget wise on this DC universe because it's the first show so we don't know what all they can afford to do and, and show off but um, you know I want all the great effects and great visuals and all that kind of stuff but that all comes second to story and especially getting the characters right and so if that's all done well then I will like that great on to Arrow season 7 which returns Monday October 15th uh, we ended with Diaz being defeated but surviving Quentin not so much. And Oliver, of course, outs himself as the Green Arrow and gets sent to prison. What are you looking forward to here, Travis?
2: I'm looking forward to a lot of it this time. I'm very excited. Before Titans, this would have been my most anticipated show of the fall, especially with the trailer they dropped. It just makes me uh, giddy. <laughs> uh, I want to know how long Oliver's going to be in prison. I'm hoping it's not the like three, four episodes of what Barry did. I'm hoping it's more like seven, eight, Terry, take them right up to the crossover? I don't know where the crossover's through. Just random through random words like Elseworlds. <laughs> if they're going to go past the crossover, maybe they will. I don't know. Uh, so that's something. And I want to know what state Diaz is in being on the run for five months. Him and the line bow Hunters. Because I want them to be very formidable. Like being able to take down te- members of Team Arrow. Or well, the remnants of Team Arrow. So those are the
0: main questions i have yeah i pretty much agree with everything there i hope they take their time with oliver being in prison i know it's always risky when you change something up on a on an older show that much but i think you need to you need to keep things fresh somehow and so that's risky but i think that will be definitely something to add some intrigue and drama at the start of the season at least uh yeah i don't know how long it'll be Uh, a lot of times those things resolve in the season premiere but um, hoping it sticks around a little longer, and I'm definitely looking forward to the return of Colton Haynes as Ray Harper.
2: Oh, I'm very. Would, are we both in agreement that he's probably 99.99% the copycat Archer that was shown in the promos?
0: I th- I think there's a a good chance of that. Um, I, th- I think that would make a lot of sense for to be his way of returning. Yeah,
2: I think that would be great. The one question I have was if the city gets worse has been getting worse the five months that he's been gone which i assume it has and it still gets progressively worse how long before the residents of star city start to cry out for their green protector like wanting him back like it was way better when he was here kind of deal i'm thinking that's what we're going to see at some point and the other question was the earth to laurel how's she going to handle quentin's death is she going to become a better person Is she going to try to become I can't say good because she does have that evil streak in her, but maybe a little less evil.
0: <laughs> yeah, really good question there, and not sure.
2: Uh, I, I assume so, just because of the grammar delayed, and hopefully we get a little scene of Quentin's funeral, like a little flashback scene because, you know, he, the dude never even had a funeral.
1: <laughs> All right, moving on to Supergirl Season 4. Uh, this premieres Sunday, October 14th. So previously on Supergirl, we saw Rain, that was the big band of the whole season. Um maybe brainy replaces win uh, um and also the legion was involved sometimes uh would you think of the last season what are you looking forward to in the next season travis? uh the last season was good i uh,
2: I enjoyed a lot of it, especially the rain stuff, but I was not a big fan of brainy, and now losing win like slash substituting win for brainy for win is not what I want, but I'm gonna try and beat it with like open positivity and just give them the benefit of the doubt. Maybe they'll tell better stories. I did have a kind of an idea to, like I was thinking about Brainy. I was talking to you guys about this in the chat, the other Slack chat the other day, about Brainy maybe becoming uh, controlled by Brainiac. I was thinking that maybe there's a piece of technology of Brainiac left in either a DEO vault or the Luther vault and Brainy touches it and becomes infected with Brainiac, and Brainiac can control Brainy from the same body. So you wouldn't have to use the you wouldn't have to live up to the awesomeness of Krypton's Brainiac, but you could still tell a story like that. So that was an idea, and I hope they keep going, going step forwards with James that they have at the latter half of the season. They really started to tell a good story with him. They found out what they wanted to do and have him as guardian. So let's hope they stick with that. And I want to see some follow from him admitting that he is Guardian.
1: Yeah. Uh same same as you, kinda. I I'm really looking forward to the Guardian James part of the storyline and his relationship, interaction with Lena. Um, I hope they go back to using Lena more and I don't know, maybe she's gonna be a villain this season. I, I still I don't trust her at all. I think she knows who Supergirl really is. Um, so I'm hoping we get some revelations around that. Yeah, and there's
0: there's just a lot of interesting characters being added to the mix this season. I'm slightly worried that the Supergirl is throwing in too many characters at the start, but we don't know how how they're going to balance them all. But I'm kind of looking forward to all of them. Manchester Black, if they, I wonder if they're going to adapt. What's so funny about Truth, Justice, in the American Way? You know, Mercy and Otis are on their way. Nia Nal Dreamer is going to be joining and uh, Sam Witwer is Agent Liberty. I don't know if he'll be anything like Agent Liberty in the comics, but I think with, I think Sam Witwer will do a great job with what he's going to be, and if he's the big bad, uh, I think he can make a really menacing and terrifying, yet charismatic villain.
2: Oh, I agree. And the other thing I was wanted to ask was, the re- we've, we've already been told we're getting a Red, red Sun-type storyline. Is it going to play out in the first half of the season, or are we not even going to see that until the mid-season finale and that'll lead us into the second half of the season i'm so curious about that i want to know if, it sounds like we might get what tom's always been clamoring for with these shows like three to four episode story arcs on a certain thing and then move on to another three to four episode story arc that's the only way i can see it all this working
1: out um i mean i would definitely be on board with the the three to four episode story arcs and keeping them tighter and composed i i'm not holding my breath for that to happen um as far as the red Sun, I don't know. I that seems like something later on in the season, but maybe they could they could start off the season with that, getting that started. Um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of stuff to to juggle in Supergirl, and like you said, Tom. Hopefully, hopefully they do a good job at it. They haven't really in the past, I don't think. So, um, but hopefully they've gotten better at that.
0: All right. Well, on to Legends of Tomorrow, also season four, returning Monday, October twenty second. The, the the season ended with a big. Malice, Malice, Mollus versus Gigantic Depot fight uh, with, uh, with hints of, of Constantine on the way, uh, changing team, Firestorm gone, all of those things. What are you looking forward to here?
2: I um, just want legends to be legends. Keep being legends and being outrageous. And from what I've seen, a little picture of a unicorn shooting rainbows out its horn, I think it's going to stay legends. <laughs> I'm just wondering how Castine gels with the legends. Will he be on the wave rider the entire time or pop up when demon issue that needs to be handled? Uh, will there be any new characters added to the group? Uh, Zari was at it last year. I'm curious if we'll get any new, even just new DC characters to this Arrowverse. And the other question I have is Maisie Richards sellers is playing is back but playing a different character i don't know how this is going to work out Uh, if fans will like this uh that's
1: something i have questions on and i haven't seen anything about her yet yeah legends was pretty decent last season um i i really liked it when they got into the magic and horror elements especially with constantine and so just give me more of that and i will be very happy and then just keep like you said keep doing legend stuff keep rotating in ridiculous characters that we can't really see anywhere else and have have some fun going around in time and going in the past. So, um uh, I'd, I'd say let, last season was their strongest season and so I'm I'm looking forward to this one. Legends uh yeah,
0: Legends has fully embraced the goofiness the last couple of years and I think it's it's been a pretty good show for that. Um and yeah, I I want them to continue to add more and more introduce more characters to this. And my my only concern is I hope that more of them have a a basis in the comics. Uh, I guess I know a lot of them are more original characters like uh this Charlie appears to be, although, you know, it could always be based on someone that I don't know of yet or something like that. But I hope they do that. And it sounds like with Constantine working with him on a more regular basis, whether he joins the Wave Rider or not, it's going to be more magic. And so along those lines, I hope they they lean into that and have some, you know, still keep the legends fun, but do lots of magic stuff. And I would love to see more magic characters introduced uh, just because of Emm- the Emmett Scanlon news. I was thinking of Jim Corgan, how awesome it would it be to see Jim Corrigan and some of the other Constantine stuff introduced here. Some of the DC's Go characters. I don't know how many they could do, like Zatanna or the Spectre and things like that. But uh, I would like to see more of that, and maybe a little bit of a build off of some of this stuff. Not heavily. It's, I don't want this to be Constantine season two, but I would love if they had a two-part episode or something where they picked up some story points and returned some characters from the Constantine TV series. I think that would be really cool. I'm not expecting that, but I think that would be really cool.
2: That'd be a great callback, actually, Tom. That's a great idea. And odd, I'd, and odd characters I'd like to see. Dr. Fate is number one on my list. I really would love the Legends to encounter him. I think it would be hilarious. And I also want more McRory one-liners, please. Keep giving them to me in spades.
1: Yeah, definitely. And bringing in some of the Constantine storylines. That's, I mean, that's something you can only do on Legends. And so hopefully they can make use of that.
0: Well, last up, we can talk quickly about the Elseworlds crossover that is coming. We don't know much about it other than it is titled Elseworlds. We're going to meet Batwoman. Superman and Lois Lane are going to show up. There's a Dr. John Deegan from Arkham and the monitors being introduced. All of this stuff, uh, I really don't know how it's going to turn out. If you told me it was going to be a small story set entirely in Arkham as more of a psychological thriller. It wouldn't totally surprise me if you told me it's some sort of cosmic event where the Monitor has a big deal. It wouldn't surprise me either. If it's some sort of mishmash where we see multiple Earths and all kinds of things, it wouldn't surprise me either. Basically, we know nothing about this yet. Uh, but w- what are you looking forward to on the crossover, Travis, and, and what do you want to see from it? Uh,
2: the first thing I must say is the reactions of Green Arrow and Flash to meeting Superman. That's probably number one. I want to see Flash get so giddy and be such a fanboy. We all know I kind of feel like Oliver will be very really standoffish as just pretending to be Batman. <laughs> uh, I don't know how Nora Freeze factors in. Is it just a little Easter egg, or is it actually a bit more? Why would you announce that so early? And the monitor, I have so many questions, and I don't have any answers right now. So, And they're not giving me any, so I, just, I guess I'll wait. They're just trying on costumes and stuff. They haven't even started filming the crossover yet, so i guess we have to wait i guess we have to wait and keep it here at the dc drop because when there's news (laughs) zach and tom will give it out to us so i'll be waiting
1: for that (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah there's there's a lot to look forward to this but we're still a a pretty far we're still pretty far removed from it and uh, i'm sure we'll get a lot more details coming up because right now i really don't know what the main arc of the story is especially from the title it's been a bit confusing but i'm i'm still interested in it i the whole superman and lois lane thing we'll figure that out when we figure it out i'm not sure how i feel about that yet but um introducing monitor and possibly the idea of elseworlds i don't know that's the parts that excite me right now
0: Yeah, I've enjoyed all the crossovers so far, so that's why I'm so excited about the crossover because we don't really have any information to go off of on what kind of story or anything that's going to be like, but hopefully we see more of those interactions, those Flash, Green Arrow, Supergirl, meeting Batwoman and things like that. Those kind of interactions are looking forward to. I would like some sort of, if Monitor's there and and talking about the multiverse, I would like some sort of Black Lightning tease. I'm not expecting them to show up, but I I would just like acknowledgement that he's on one of those earths or somewhere in the multiverse uh just an acknowledgement i just think that would be a cool tease um and yeah i'm just i'm very curious how this fits in it's going to be a smaller cast without the legends but there's still going to be lots of heroes to go around in the three-parter so uh yeah i'm looking forward to it
2: the same and i i was already when they first announced elseworlds that it would just be a one-off story and i thought that was pretty cool but then Guggenheim says it's in continuity on Twitter so I, I have that's thrown me for a loop so I'm not I have way more questions than I thought I would but I am thoroughly looking forward to this like Tom said each crossover has gotten better and better since flash versus arrow so I just can't wait
0: yeah and I think that with it being elsewheres we're at least going to get if not multiverse jumping things at least an introduction to one or two other Earths in some format Uh, somehow. Uh, I don't know how they'll go about that, but yeah, we'll just have to wait and see. Travis, why don't you let everybody know where we we can get a hold of you? Uh,
2: You can find me on Twitter at Travis underscore 156. You can drop me a line and we can chat DC anytime.
0: All right. well thanks for coming on and thanks for listening everyone. We'll be back soon.